The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America. Hey, broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania, worldwide, as National Intel Report, live on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse, any place else you hear or see the show. I'm Peter Seraphine, your host for the next two hours of common sense and constitutional discussion. Um, tonight, we're supposed to have, this is the... Uh, what is that? Second, third, second, third Thursday of the month. I forget. It's supposed to be Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance, but Scott's not feeling well. So we're going to see if we can't fit him in next week or the week after that, something like that. But he's back every month. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Second Amendment stuff anyway tonight, if we have time. And then in the second hour, we got Soslin no- uh, Temel Temminson, Sos Temminson who is the, uh, the young man we had on before, who, well, he was an orphan in Russia. He was adopted by Americans and basically smuggled through Georgia. And now uh, he was adopted by a different American family. Well, he just got slapped on the wrist by a college, and I want him to come on and tell us about that story. So he'll be on about 7 o'clock Eastern time. Tonight is Thursday May 11th, if you're watching or listening live. And you can watch the show on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Twitch is my recommended source. Uh, and uh, DLive. But uh, nobody wants to see my face, and we don't have any you know, beautiful guests coming on tonight. So just listen, wherever you are. We, well, I don't even know where to start here. First, I guess I know where I start. First, I want to tell everybody, you know, I'm a mailman in my full-time regular job and this saturday saturday the 13th is the stamp out hunger food drive and if you're not familiar with that you just leave a bag of food by your mailbox for your mail carrier to pick it up it is the largest food drive in the country every year now we all know about the boy scout food drive i can't I can't remember the name of it right now, but the Boy Scouts do a pretty good food drive too. But the the Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive done by the Letter Carrier Union, what a union doing something good anyway? Uh, the Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive by the by the mail carrier Letter Carrier Union is the largest food drive in the country. And so what they do is they collect the food at your mailbox and they take it to the the local food bank. In your area. So it's massive nationwide food drive. So if you are listening to this before Saturday, the uh, 13th of May, put a bag of, of non-perishable food at your mailbox on uh, the 13th of May and help the stamp out hunger food drive. I got two big topics I want to talk about in this first hour, if we have time to get to both of them before sauce comes on in the second hour. Both of them are pretty big in the news right now. 
And one of them that drives me nuts is this discussion about the uh, the national debt limit and raising the debt limit. And the claim that if we don't raise the debt limit, that we're going to default on our debt for the first time ever. All right. I think it's important that we discuss terms and take language back. We all need to take language back from, well, the political nut jobs. Debt versus deficit. The national debt is how much money our country owes. Right? We get that, right? This is, you know, to equate it to you and your house, this is your credit card balance. That's what the national debt is. You're listening to Liberty Lighthouse. Talk radio. Only better. Oops. Hit a sound effect button. My bad. So that's national debt. Deficit is how much our country is short in the annual budget. So Biden constantly says, well, I've decreased the deficit by, I don't know, $500 billion or whatever claim he makes. And uh, that may or may not be true, but it doesn't help the debt at all until he is no longer running a deficit. Now, the debt limit is akin to your credit card limit. So saying that not raising the debt limit is going to cause a default on our debt is akin to saying that if I don't get more credit from my credit card company, I'm not going to pay my credit card bill. Right. Now, I'm a constitutional guy. I'm a constitutional originalist. I think that anytime any question of government comes up, the first thing we should do is whip out our handy-dandy copy of the U.S. Constitution and see what it has to say about these things. Now, the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution has a clause that says that the national, actually it says the public debt shall not be questioned. Now, right now, the Biden administration is tossing around this idea that they're going to invoke the 14th Amendment in order to raise the debt limit. That's not how that works, Joe. The public debt clause of the 14th Amendment says we cannot question the national debt. It cannot. We cannot question how much money we already owe. We have to pay the money that's already owed. Doesn't say that we can't question getting more money, borrowing more money, going further into debt. Doesn't say that at all. It doesn't say anything about a debt limit. So I think the uh, 14th Amendment claim by the White House is bogus. I don't think it would work at all. It's Let's look at this for a second. So let's pretend for a moment that the uh, 
idiots in Washington, D.C. can't figure out a way to raise the national debt limit, which I'd be okay with. That doesn't instantly mean a default. So going back to the Constitution, what are the expenses for our federal government that are constitutionally authorized? Post office, the national defense, and our debt. That's pretty much it. Everything else that our government does is things that they've added that are what I would refer to as extra-constitutional. So if we can't raise the debt limit, then it falls on Treasury Secretary to say, well, okay, we get $4 trillion a year. We can't spend more than $4 trillion a year because we can't add to the debt. So first, I have to pay these constitutionally authorized expenses. So money goes into the Treasury or the Fed or wherever it goes, and you pay the payment on the debt, you pay the national defense bills, you pay whatever you got to pay for the post office, even though there's... They're pretty much self-sufficient, other than the COVID payment they got. What's left? So let's pretend for a minute that that's $2 trillion that got spent off to uh, for, for the national debt and the, the military, national defense. What's that leave? That leaves $2 trillion. Oh, but at least $4 trillion worth of bills. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid foreign aid, Ukrainian BS, I don't know, all the stuff that our federal government gives money to. Department of Education, Department of Transportation, the EPA, the FFA, the, I don't know, whatever, all of it together. Four trillion dollars worth of bills only got two trillion dollars. Well, now the Treasury Secretary's got a decision to make. She either gives everybody half of what they're owed or Somebody says, well, don't pay these people. But the constitutionally authorized things must be paid first. Therefore, the debt will be paid. So any politician who says that not increasing our debt limit will cause a default is either a moron or they're lying. Earlier today in Washington, D.C., another career politician said something really, really stupid. Like every other day, a career politician says something stupid. They think we're stupid. All those people in Washington, especially those that have been there for weeks or years, term term after term, the ones who've never had a job in the private sector, they think we are stupid. They don't think that we can decipher the difference between deficit and debt. They don't think we understand that a debt limit does not cause a default. They say it does, and they assume that we're just going to trust them. I don't know. What do you think about it? 
This is a live call-in show, so phone lines open, 512-248-8252, or 800, (coughs) pardon me, 800-313-9443. Phone lines open, give us a call. What do you think about the national debt and the deficit, the debt limit, and all of that stuff? Before, uh, well, before we move on to the other big topic that I want to talk about. It's time to make George Orwell fiction again. The other big topic I want to get to is immigration. And not whether it's right or wrong. I want to talk about the process. I want to talk about who's responsible for what and uh, who's not doing their job and why aren't they doing their job and all of that kind of stuff. So Congress, the legislative branch of our federal government, they're responsible for writing laws, including immigration law. The executive branch, i.e. the president, He's supposed to enforce the laws as they're written. Now, every president for the last at least 50 years, probably closer to 100 years, has decided that, well, they're going to write laws themselves. They just call them executive orders. And they're going to pick and choose which of the written laws through the legislature they are going to enforce. For example, it is a crime to cross an international border and enter the United States outside of one of the customs-monitored ports of entry. It's a crime. Therefore, the executive branch of government should be enforcing the law and punishing that crime. We all know it can be done, but certain administrations have chosen not to. Many administrations have chosen not to. Let's see what Mike in Kentucky on line one. Mike in Kentucky, welcome to the show. Yeah. I think they uh, they like to scare us with that default stuff, but uh, the whole the whole shooting match is just a rotating credit card, isn't it? They the uh, yeah. they borrow money based on the projected tax revenue. At, at this point, it must be out to something like the great great grandchildren, you know. And so yeah. that forces the economy to continually expand. I mean it. It has to expand in order to be able to continue expanding the debt. And uh, the uh, you end up with lots of fun, I think, things going on with the weird schemes, you know, like pump and dump uh, bubbles in the economy, uh, which also... I think can, by destroying money, that helps to curb inflation beyond just continually raising taxes. But uh, you're saying that there there was a there's 
the budget has a pretty much a hard limit, supposedly. And if the debt mm-hmm. limit is... The budget is, should have a hard limit, yeah. but we don't write balanced budgets in this country, and we haven't in, I don't know, decades and decades. We bring in roughly $4 trillion to our federal government every year. But for the last 10 years, our government has spent at least $6 trillion a year. That's a deficit. Right. That's a deficit. And when you run a deficit for too long, well, then you hit your debt limit, your credit limit, and you have to ask for an increase. And that's what they're doing now, which would be the... Uh, what is it, the 60th time that it's been done? 78th time? I forget how many. It's a lot. Well, they sell treasury instruments, I guess, certificates, bonds, notes, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, the Federal Reserve uh, helps to float those or broker those out. I, I heard years ago that they were doing uh, off-market laundering of treasury notes through Belgium or something so that they could help preserve or prop up the value of those treasury notes and uh, keep them off the open market because, you know, somebody, say, like France or China or whatever decides, you know, hey, uh, we got to drop about, you know, $500 million in treasuries, or billion, I mean. That would... That would uh, that could affect the uh, the value on the open market, so they'll make a deal and do it off the market. And uh, it's hard to know how much of that stuff's going on, just like it's hard to know how much money the Pentagon even spends because they can't properly account for it. And, they, you know, they say they lost it. You know, a lot of people in these reports say that the money was lost. Uh, mm-hmm. What I think a more accurate term is that it wasn't properly accounted for. And does anybody know what that's up to now? Twenty some trillion. What uh, the, the, Pentagon? The, the, the Pentagon? No, I don't. I haven't looked that one up lately. But yeah, it's it's trillions. Um, and that's I think that's leverage against spending. Like there should be an accountability. If you can't account for this stuff, we're not giving you any more money. Well, they can't meet we're not the accounting gonna... principles. I think it's what it is. They can't meet the standards or accounting principles, so they just fudge the books. There's a guy by the name of Mark Skidmore, uh, Michigan State University, I think, who has uh, utilized a couple of grad students, and uh, there's a webpage called missingmoneysolari.com or something like that, uh, and somebody, somebody else uh, collaborated with, with, his, with his findings. They initially looked at HUD. And found, and this is this probably been seven or eight years ago. They found four and a half trillion, not properly accounted for, just at HUD alone. And then when they went to look at the Pentagon, it's just I don't know. It's just obviously just an estimate. By the time you get to twenty-four trillion, but the key thing that he said was it's an existential threat. It's a threat to the existence of the United States. And like I said, it's been seven or eight years ago. Nothing's been done. Uh, right, and it's and it's every year. I mean, they haven't. The Pentagon hasn't passed an accounting budget in in several years in a row. Our national debt is now thirty one point seven trillion dollars. Yeah, and well, that, that's just that's a, unfathomable. Well, that's just the part that they publicly talk about. I mean, there's all these unfunded 
obligations. Right. Like, right. If you so, if you go to it, that is is you know thirty one point seven trillion dollars that's already been spent. Then if you go to the unfunded liabilities portion of it, where you add in the uh, you know like future social security payments and and future Medicaid payments and all that other kind of stuff. Let's see, budget deficit. I know it's on this page here someplace. Looking at the usdebtclock.org, unfunded debt liabilities. If you add in all of those unfunded liabilities, it goes from $31.7 trillion to $96.1 trillion. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. And you mentioned the, the Treasury bills, the T-bills. Another, you know, basically pyramid scheme that was going on, especially lately under this current administration, they're, they're creating treasury bills, which are created by the federal government, and said basically, you know, you give them money and we promise to give you back this money plus interest. Right? That's what a T-bill is. It's like a bigger version of a savings bond. Yeah. Um, but then the government was buying back its own treasury bills. That's That seems pretty sketchy to me. And they're doing that in an effort to get you know, the economy under control. Well, what are they buying it back with? More treasury bills. Right. With, with more money that they don't have. With more money that they created out of thin air. Well, I think that has to do with... The- fluctuation in the interest rate so if there's a treasury note out there that that is uh pulling in or you know the income from it is something maybe i don't know four and a half percent they can buy that back from the federal reserve uh for a a fresh t-bill maybe extend the term instead of a 10-year make it a 30-year and have the interest rate down at like half a percent or something so that the long-range cost for that debt is lower, uh, uh-huh. but that's still. Do you trust our? Do, do, do you trust our government debt. doing these things? Yeah, just floating more yeah. debt. That's it. But floating uh, more, more and more, more and more. Well, and so why should we, as a people, continue to put money down a down a hole? This just. <laughs> you know, we should. At some point, it's a. We need to have a balanced budget. Right. We need to have a balanced budget. Government can't be giving money to every Tom, Dick, Harry, nonprofit, charity, whatever. They can't be handing money out left and right when we don't have it. They're creating it out of thin air. It does not exist Well, until the, somebody the, goes click, 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 click on a keyboard. I think the worry is, is if the government decides it's going to cut back and 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 really, a balanced budget isn't it. They have to really cut back beyond that and and put a portion of the budget, a much bigger portion, into servicing and reducing the debt. But the right. the world will see that as a confidence problem. Oh, the America doesn't think think the the, the expansion game is over, so they're going to start you know, tightening their belt. And uh, it's there's a ridiculous amount of foreign aid, like you say, that just floats around the world. And uh, while, well, you know, uh, people here are homeless and veterans are in the streets and stuff like right. that. I mean, got the old guns and butters thing. We're, the ridiculous amount that gets spent 
on uh, weapon systems and how much of that even gets made here anymore. I mean, they don't make our own. Very, very little. Yeah, so All right. we pay I have that? to let you go, Mike. Okay, thanks. We're about 45 seconds to commercial. Patrick in Texas, please hold on the line. I will bring you back on the other side of the break. But first, I want to tell you about Wellness Company. If you need a doctor, if you need supplements, go to twc.health. Use code Lighthouse. Save yourself a little bit of money and help me out in the process. twc.health. It's break time. Be back in three minutes. You'll have to pray from our cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you got to come through us and take it. One shot at a time. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today.
to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. Hey, welcome back. I'm Peter Serafine, the Thursday host of National Intel Report, live on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse, any place else you hear or see me. Um, I want to remind you, free speech is not free. Please support this free speech platform, whatever platform that may it may be that you're watching. If it's Republic Broadcasting Network, go to republicbroadcasting.org and uh, donate or click a sponsor link. Do something and help them out. I'm sure you all know, well, anytime a network like this one loses their founder, well, there's a, there's a little bit of a shakeup that goes on and well, finances get tight. So Republic Broadcasting can definitely use your help. Mojo 50 Radio, another network where you can find me. Well, they lost their founder a couple of years ago, too, so they could use their help. And, of course, I, me, you know, I do this for free, so I'd appreciate your help if you want to help me out. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com. Now, when we left off, we were talking about the national debt, but we also left off with Patrick in Texas on hold on line three. Patrick in Texas, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, Peter. Um, you know, first, uh, you know, the, the FRNs, those Federal Reserve notes, they're like uh, military scripts, and uh, it's like you're yep. in the military. You know, they would give you a piece of paper. You go to the PX, and you can buy something. It's just it's just a piece of paper, and uh, you know that's, uh, our our money is actually so many ounces of silver. Now, they completely just you know made a uh, made it where they can just print all they want. But uh, you know it's like the uh, yeah, they, these communists that right after the Civil War. They come over from Europe, you know, with Marx and the and all the rest of them. They they came over here, and uh, they uh, they done the uh, Civil War over here. They're very successful. Uh, they created the Act of 1871, which turns this you know the nation into a corporation. And the now our Constitution now is nothing more than corporate bylaws. Uh, it, it says Constitution um, of OF, the United States of America. The original was the Constitution for FOR. United States of America. Something changed oh. there. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, now they, 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 um, they, they, they're real easy with their money. It's like, you know, in the, you know, what they call Lynn Lease, they sent to Russia, according to Major Jordan's diaries, who actually opened all these attaché cases, and they know they sent, they sent two plane loads of, of ink and paper and treasury plates, real plates, to Russia and $5,000 and $10,000 in nomination. Now, they ain't the last time they did that. They, they've been doing that before. And, uh, so, you know, they pulled $22 trillion in 2008 out and will not tell us what they've done with it. These people are criminals. They're international crime gang. Let's get that straight first. Then, you know. Yeah. Let's yeah. back up. Let's you, Patrick, I love you. You're very passionate. You know, you seem to know your stuff when you're talking, but you move way too fast and you jump from topic to topic. And I, I can't keep up with you. And I suspect that most of the listeners can't keep up with you, too. So we need to take now, them one at a time. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the, uh, the Federal Reserve notes? Uh, you know, which are, which That's are what I'm saying. Let's take, them, let's take them one at a time. So all right. we all call it fiat currency. Do we know where that came from? Do, do, do most people out there, what if you call the Federal Reserve note fiat currency, which I agree with you, do most people understand what that means? And I don't think many do. It no, means money money created by a fiat, by somebody just wishing it to happen, by, by somebody saying, let it be so. 
and then poof, it right. becomes money. That's what our oh, Federal yeah. Reserve notes are. And that's not real money, because our real money is so many ounces of silver. It's a U.S. dollar, not these Federal Reserve notes. Now that's, they, they've managed, you know, done it all unconstitutionally. Um, and, you know, I can say they, they just ship those, 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 it's their money, you know, and whenever we use it, it just shows that we're okay with what they're doing. And that's their evidence against us. And, uh, you know, they, um, uh, they, you know, they, 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 they spent in the Second World War and lend lease. They sent over to Russia, all the Jews over there in Russia, Trotsky and Lenin, actual two plain loads of printing uh, treasury paper and treasury ink. And then they sent uh, the treasury plate, actual U.S. treasury plates. No, actually, they're, they're, they're their plates, they're the Federal Reserve notes. And they, and they can just print all they want, you know. So I mean, to worry about this, I mean, what they what they what they can do under the table is just insane. You know, they could just uh, you know take it right out of our pocket. Um, so you know, it's a it's a uh, it's a corporation, and uh, you know they uh, they're not accountable to us, uh, and people don't know that you know that like I say, the Constitution is a is a is a corporate bylaws. You know, that's the Act of 1871. Turned to, we form a body corporate, you know, uh, and uh, and they're running, uh, you know, under corporate laws, believe it or not. Um, but even, they're, they're okay, look, I've heard that argument before, and I don't agree with it, but I understand where, where it comes from, and it does make logical sense. I get that. But even under corporate laws, you can't go so far into debt that it can't ever be paid back. No, no business can survive the crushing amount of debt that we're in now. So even if they are following corporate laws as the corporation of the United States, they're failing at that, too. Yeah, well, they, you know, of course, you know, Peter, they, you know, they, can, they juggle the books. You know, they keep several sets of books. You know, they keep the budget, and, and they keep the actual, you know, the, uh, the real company, you know, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, the actual uh, amount of the, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, is the, uh, uh, the actual, I can't but, uh, so, you know, they're, so they're showing us the wrong books. That's how they're doing. They're running two sets of books. Uh, we'll, and they never tell you what the actual, you know, uh, amount of deficit is. Um, yeah. Um, that's really uh, what I wanted to get to is, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're actually just, just uh, Sending those plates overseas, there they pulled twenty-two trillion dollars, you know, in twenty-two in two thousand eight, and sent it overseas and refused to tell us what they were. I mean, and we're worried about you know uh, a little bit of uh, you know a big a trillion here and there. They said twenty-two trillion out. You know, we don't know what all they will not tell us. You know, that, what does it matter? What does what they could send out one hundred and eighty gazillion? It's worthless. It's it's fiat. It's not worth anything. Why do they have to collect taxes if they can just create money out of thin air? Why is there a debt if they can create money out of thin air? It's all smoke and mirrors. It doesn't make any sense. Good point. Hey, so, you know, why don't you just print some more money? You know, it's like, yeah, uh, it's like, why more republic? I just keep printing, uh, you know, uh, money and then, you know, that's, it'll be, it'll that's a great 
that that's exactly where we're headed the weimar republic or or the fall of the soviet union we're we're headed in that direction and we're heading there faster and faster every day hey patrick thank you very much i gotta let you go i got somebody else on the line behind you always appreciate your call thank you moving on we got paul in california paul welcome to the show so i'm not sure that i uh, agree with you when you said that uh, most listeners are not going to follow patrick i think that probably by this point the vast majority of rbn listeners know most of the things he was talking about there may be times he talks a little quickly but uh, there's no real problem in following what he was saying i, I would like to maybe make a little bit of a distinction you talked about fiat which of course just means like an, an edict right but that's really not the way i can't for example and nobody can really account for uh, you know how the money comes into being anymore but essentially it comes into being as bonded indebtedness that the U- united states treasury gives up interest-bearing bonds in exchange for the m1 money supply so there was and has been a formula that was followed and of course uh, at this point probably all bets are off um what I think Patrick was trying to say more than anything, uh, without really coming out and saying the word, okay, the Jews, is the Jews that were in control of the government and the banking system in this country, and the Jews that were in control of the English banking system, in other words, the Bank of England was founded by Jews, they are the ones that essentially funded Russia. They funded not only the Bolshevik Revolution, but they funded communism, and they also funded Russia in their fight against Germany, which, of course, we are all now suffering from that defeat. Okay, as Patton famously said, we fought the wrong enemy, and, of course, I would add, <clears throat> we defeated the wrong enemy. And so now this communism, which is essentially the other side of the Jewish coin, capitalism on one side, communism on the other, that's what we all now suffer under and you can see quite clearly they are buying the world that they want us to suffer under. In other words, they are paying for and buying all this immigration. They are funding them with food and housing vouchers and who knows what else. They're busing them and flying them everywhere because they're waging a racial war against us. So I thought I might add that little bit of clarity here. You can react if you like. Well, I, I've always, uh, I don't, look at it as as a racial thing at all i think i look at it as a liberty and freedom thing and well, i don't care what that's an absurd statement and the reason is this is this liberty and freedom you speak of is conceptual only race exists biology exists liberty and freedom are concepts just like communism is a concept capitalism is a con in other words these are these are systems that are put in place by people okay so a culture is created mm-hmm. by a race so when you say it's not racial, it's about liberty and freedom, it's nonsense. It's like saying we're fighting evil or we're fighting tyranny. No, we have an enemy, okay? And I know one time, you may or, not, may or may not remember, but one time when I called and you, we had a similar discussion, and you said to me that King Leonidas, you know, didn't go to Thermopylae because they were Persians. You know, and you implied, of course, it had nothing to do with race. And my response at the time, and it remains the same, is this. Yeah, they did. That's why they went there, because they were aliens. They were a different race. They were no, different they went there because they were invading. The Spartans Again, and the Greeks went, went there because they yes. were invading. 
not yeah, because got, they were you know there's no need they could to have say been that. chinese well, or russian or anything else they're an yeah, invading it's an, force yeah, it's obviously an invasion there's no need to speak on that that goes without saying but wh- who was invading it wasn't other spartans okay right it was well, okay, persian but, so the reason they was met them spartans, is because they just... were persian do you get it the reason people object okay. to this it was other let me talk too all right, cut him off, Mike. If you're saying that the Spartans would not have gone to Thermopylae to fight off an invasion force of other Greeks, you're a freaking moron. It had it. Yes, they were Persian. Leonidas would have gone there if they were Russian, Ukrainian, Persian, Indian, or other Greeks. They were invaded. I understand that there are biological differences between people of different skin colors. I don't believe that there's an inferiority or superiority between us. Some might be better at one thing or not so great at another. That's biology. And I think that, and it's comments like that, that give our side the, oh, right-wing extremist, racist, blah, 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 stigma that means you'll never get anywhere you're never going to win over hearts and minds and win arguments if the first thing you run to is racism it doesn't matter what color their skin are what matters is what's in their hearts and if you go oh well it's all about christianity yeah jesus was a jew and chances are jesus was brown or black Let's be honest. I'm willing to have a rational discussion about these things, but you have to let me talk. It's a conversation. And if it's not going to be a conversation, then don't bother calling. Thank you very much. Sarah in Oregon, line three. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) After After that messiness, you need a little cleanup. The queen is here. <laughs> the last caller is full of bunk. Real big bunk. So, it makes, that caller makes the whole conservative side messy. Really messy. And in closing, please support Spreeling Media and Republic Broadcasting. Their help needs you. And also Mojo 5.0. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Sarah. And yes, please support all the free speech networks out there, including this one, wherever you're listening from. All right. So I was trying to move on from the national debt and the money stuff into the idea of immigration and naturalization and executive versus legislative in our country as it exists today. So... Uh, let me take a deep breath, Ooh, tell you about a sponsor, and then we'll make that move across. Uh, let's talk about Romika's designs. It might be too late for you to get mom her laser-engraved, custom-designed Mother's Day gift on Sunday. But you know, Father's Day is next month. And Romika Designs does laser engraving and custom designs of all kinds of products 
and uh, including like pens and pocket knives and all kinds of really cool stuff. So RomikaDesigns.com, R-O-M-I-K-A, designs.com. Use code Lighthouse. I'd greatly appreciate it. Facts. Because we don't care about your feelings. All right. So the immigration problem, problem, immigration problem in the United States has been here for decades. And it's clear that our government does not want it fixed. Because both sides have had control of all three branches or all three of the power, you know, the House, Senate, and the trifecta, House, Senate, and the presidency, multiple times over the past many decades. And neither side has chosen to fix immigration law. So what should happen is the president who is charged with enforcing the laws should have to enforce the laws as they stand but they don't they pick and choose what to enforce when they want to enforce it i mean and it's and that's not republican or democrat either that's a nonpartisan thing they both do it i mean you could look back at obama who deported millions of illegal immigrants more so than trump and then you get to resident biden who doesn't seem to deport anybody. I'm sure that's a slight exaggeration, but not much. Now, of course, this is big in the news right now, because as of midnight tonight, COVID is over. <gasps> the national emergency expires at midnight on the, uh, the May 11th, midnight on Thursday. And with that expiration, so expires Title 42 which was the COVID rule that said that we could send people back to Mexico and make them wait in Mexico before letting them cross the southern border. Wait in Mexico while we vet them. Right? So with that going away, everybody's expecting a giant flood of immigration. Immigration. No, it's an invasion. If it was immigration, they would be going through the ports of entry. They would be checking in with a border patrol agent or a customs agent at the place where you're supposed to go. Walking across the border en masse without going through the checkpoint is an invasion. So we've got a president who's allowing the invasion and a Congress who chooses not to clean up immigration law. So my understanding that if the president is refusing to do his job and allowing an invasion, that should be an impeachable offense. But of course, with a Democrat-controlled House or Senate, it would never happen, never make it through. So what we have is a president who uses executive orders and executive policy to decide which of the legislative laws he will or will not enforce. This is a clear violation of the separation of powers. Not to mention, in the Constitution, it says that Congress makes the rules for naturalization, meaning I want to become a citizen. States have a right 
to defend themselves. As I believe Texas is starting to try to do. They're declaring an invasion and using their National Guard troops and whatever. But of course, Border Patrol is blocking them. The federal people are not allowing the state people to do the job that the federal people refuse to do. It's a lot like the whole money thing that we talked about in the last half hour. It's just a convoluted mess. And it all goes back to the me as the constitutional originalist. If we all go back to only allowing the federal government to do the things that are listed in the Constitution, it wouldn't be this hard. If we go back to writing laws that the average person can read, none of this would be this hard. Just like the Constitution is, you know, 4,000 words or 4,200 words or something like that. I forget the exact number now. But it's written in a level that any citizen can read and understand. Nothing our government does anymore is like that. And that's a problem. That's a big part of the problem, because in these ginormous, convoluted laws, regardless of what they're supposed to be about, these shysters in Washington can do whatever they want. They can hide stuff in there, wherever they want, whenever they want. Pork barrel stuff, the favor for my district, the, oh, let's raise the debt limit, all can just be hidden inside of other bills. But yet they still choose not to fix the immigration system. And we still have a president who refuses to do his own job and force the laws of our country. So we're expecting, I guess, Monday there was 10,000 people that walked across the border and turned themselves into an agent. And Tuesday, there was another 10,000 that walked across the border and turned themselves into an agent. And that, of course, doesn't include or doesn't account for the gotaways, the however many thousands of people that we saw but were unable to apprehend for whatever reason, probably because everybody was too busy doing paperwork on the 10,000 people that they just walked in. There's 190,000 sitting in Juarez, just across the river, just across the border, waiting until probably tomorrow after Title 42 expires. 190,000 people. The biggest influx the biggest single-day immigration this country has ever seen probably going to happen tomorrow. And less than 20% of these people will qualify for asylum, which they're all claiming asylum. They're all coming saying, asylum, asylum. And of the ones that might show up to court when they have their asylum hearing however many years from now, less than 20% of them will be granted asylum. This is a problem with our immigration system. 
I don't know what the answer is. I mean, my gut instinct says shut down all immigration and that anybody who's in the country illegally has, you know, 30 days to get out. And after that 30 days, if you so much as get a jaywalking ticket, you're going to be deported. That's my gut instinct, but I don't know if that's the right one. I don't know if that's the answer. What's the naturalization process? How are these people, these thousands upon thousands of people, going to be made citizens? That's got to be the end game. See, if you come in legally... And you get your green card for however long you have to have a green card. And you study your butt off and you learn American history and values better than any American citizen. And you pass the test and you swear the oath. That's a lot. See, if you're gonna if you want to immigrate properly, it's gonna cost a bunch of money. A lot of time. And then you got to study and test and swear an oath. But somewhere down the line, somebody's going to try to wave a magic wand and make all of these people citizens. Without going through that process, without paying to immigrate, without studying our history and our culture, probably without swearing that oath. That's a problem. Tom in Florida. Line one. Welcome to the show, Tom. Yeah, hey, good day to you, Peter. Uh, we could talk about this for hours until we turn blue in the face. But uh, listen here, Peter. we got to do the same you thing that David Dwight I- We have to do what David Dwight Eisenhower did. We have to do Operation Wetback Number 2, Supersize. You have to do Operation Wetback, number two, take every bus that you can get a hand, a plane, whatever, and ship them back. Even Barry Sortero, Hussein Obama, was on record saying that anybody came out there in this country after January 1st of 2011 has got to go back to their country in origin and stand in line. You have to go to the Eisenhower plan, who was a five-star general who became the president. It was called Operation Wetback. That's the only way. And if I don't hear Donald Trump or none of these Republicans say that, I will never vote in another stinking election again because they're all criminal. They're all crooked, and they're all filthy liars. These people don't care about our Constitution. They don't care about the Bill of Rights, and they don't damn well care about our Constitution. Okay? They're coming here for one thing. I I don't think any of them. Yeah, Peter, and listen, Peter, none of these women, Peter, listen, let me ask you a question, Peter. Let's look at this logically. These illegals that are coming here, none of the women in any of those countries that are coming from ever owned a car. So the Democrats and demon rat, rat, think communist Marxist Bolsheviks are screaming Green New Deal, Green New Deal. Well, guess what? These illegals are coming here are going to consume like locusts. There's going to be nothing left for none of us. They, they'll take over gov- local governments and they'll put their own people in power. Me, me, don't speak English. Me, don't want to speak English. We have lost this country from white buffoonery. From a bunch of licky, kissy, touchy, feely liberals, but the Jewish state of Israel would never allow that country to be invaded with a bunch of miles of fighters, millions. Would it, Peter? No, hang on. No. Oh, I've got to go. Thank you very much for your call. 
It is time for commercial break. Be back in three minutes. Uh, JR in Georgia. Hold on. Be right back. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Subscribe to the Freedom Times Monthly Newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There's no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading the Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. That's The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to the Freedom Times today. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly cows too. Ease off LLC 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 